The scripture reading tonight is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 38 to 42. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist one who is evil. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your coat, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to him who begs from you, and do not refuse him who would borrow from you. The word of the Lord. I didn't learn a lot from my grandpa. I mean, I learned uh, the right gap for four 300 straight six. I learned how to beat rats out of the date palm trees with a broom. I learned um, that whatever happens, you're not to get off the teeter-totter when somebody else is up. I didn't learn a lot from him, but I sure liked him. I liked him a lot. He was, uh, he didn't talk a lot. I mean, he grew up in, he grew up in Missouri during the Depression. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, they were, well, I don't know what kind of, I was going to say they're simple folks. I don't know that. That's just a thing you would say about somebody who grew up in Missouri in the Depression. I knew him personally pretty well. I liked him a lot. His family did, though, have some history. They used to, my grandpa would tell me with some strange and I think misplaced pride that, you know, during the Civil War, Missouri was a divided state and that his relatives um, snuck across the border so they could fight for the South, which I wasn't very impressed with. Um, yeah, so he didn't talk much, but one time we were in his shed, which is kind of where we ended up all the time. We'd go there and just look at stuff, because he had a lot of great stuff to look at. He wasn't much of a talker, but he started telling me after this Missouri thing, and I, because I pushed him a little bit on it as I got older, I'm like, you know, didn't they lose, and weren't they sort of standing for abhorrent principles? And he said, I missed the point of the story. I don't know. But so he kind of kept talking a little bit. I said, and he told me this story. He said, you know, I remember this one time when he'd just gotten married to Betty Bernice, that was my grandmother. His name was Franklin Lee. So my grandpa, I'll call him Franklin Lee, had just gotten married. He was 17 years old, barely 17, and he'd just gotten married. And um, this beloved uncle of my grandmother's um, moved on to the farm with them. And I guess he kind of helped, almost helped raise her at some point. So um, Franklin Lee really wanted to get to know this guy, uh, Uncle uh, uh, Blind Ellis. He was blind. Um, I don't know why they didn't call him Blind Uncle Ellis, but I didn't want to, you know, stop my grandfather when he was on a roll. So um, Uncle Blind Ellis was this uh, great uncle. He was older. He, in World War II, that's how he had gotten blinded. He'd gotten shot in the head. Um, evidently. Um, my grandpa doesn't have a lot of subtlety in his stories, you know, just shot in the head. And uh, so he was blind. 
So Franklin Lee really wanted to get to know him to uh, really continue to please his new bride. So he asked uh, Uncle Blind Ellis if he wanted to go hunting with him. And um, Uncle Blind Ellis said, well, you know, I'm blind, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, if you can help me, you know, see where we're going to go, and uh, we can, I think we could go, and I think it would be good. Now, they were just going out just trapping some birds. They weren't going to, wasn't handing Uncle Blind Ellis a shotgun or anything. But so he was excited, um, Franklin Lee, and they, uh, they headed off the next day. And, uh, you know, boy, it's like Blind Ellis looks like he'd been in those woods for a long time. He knew his way around uh, and could just just kind of sense where things were. Occasionally, um, Franklin Lee would have to take his arm, but uh, not very often. And all the while, uh, Blind Ellis is making him stop and listen and teaching him about all the different birds that he can hear and how he can hear what animals are around just by the way, this, just from the sounds. And he stopped him once and said, listen, there's a bird over there that's about to fly. I can hear him unfolding his wings. And sure enough, so Franklin Lee was really impressed, impressed by this. Uh, we knew, knew all these different things. And so they walked and walked and walked. And finally, they got to this place where Franklin Lee um, knew down by this creek, uh, I'm sure that's not how you say it, um, that, that that was good for hunting. They set up these traps. So first of all, uh, Franklin Lee, he set up his trap right where they know he knew the birds would be coming in and drinking and then covered it and so the birds wouldn't know it was there and then he sort of you know put blind Alice over there and said here's how you kind of set up your trap and he did it he did it and uh then uh he Franklin Lee thought well I better go help him cover that up you know but uh he was tired and he wanted to get home and he didn't think it would matter that much anyway because of the way he'd set it up uh didn't look like any birds were going to go in there. So they start walking back and talking. And still, he's had a great time. He's learned so much about, about this beloved uncle, blind Uncle Ellis. And he feels actually pretty good about himself, too, for taking him out on this hunting trip to set these traps. So the next day, uh, they go out to check the traps. They go and they're walking again. They go all the way out there. And um, before they even round the corner, Uncle Ellis says, we've got birds. There are birds in the trap. He can hear them. We've got birds in the trap. Um, and so he's excited. They go over and they look. And Franklin Lee looks in his trap. And sure enough, there's this uh, dark brownish, grayish kind of bird in there. Pretty nice. So he takes the bird out of the trap and puts it in his bag that he brought with him. And then he goes over to... Uncle Blind Ellis's trap. And there is the most beautiful bird in there that he's ever seen, with all these bright colors and feathered feathers and everything. And Franklin Lee told me, he told me, my grandpa said he felt a little jealous. He felt jealous because he thought, you know, I bet uh, Betty would love those feathers to make a hat for going to church on Sunday. And He's blind, he can't really tell of the colors. So my grandpa, Franklin Lee, he went and he got that bird, that pretty color bird, and he took the one out of his bag and he 
handed that one to blind Uncle Ellis and said, yeah, here's your bird. And he put the colorful one in his bag. And Uncle Blind Ellis took it and held that bird and felt it all over. And then he uh, put it in his bag and they uh, walked home. Frank and Lee was so excited to show this bird to uh, Betty and what she could do with all these pretty feathers and what she, this hat she could make. And he was just in generally a good mood. They'd been successful. And um, they take a rest and they sit down. And uh, Uncle Ellis hadn't been saying much. But Franklin Lee now was full of it. And he'd been asking so many questions of Ellis and, and that he's just this great wine... wine wise man, and knowing that he was in war, this World War I, and, and that he'd lost his eyes there, he thought he'd ask, well, he said, you know, one thing I've always wondered, can you tell me this, Uncle Ellis, why do people fight? And Ellis didn't say anything, but uh, Franklin Lee could tell he was thinking, and then he said, because they do to each other what you have just done to me. And Franklin Lee immediately felt so ashamed. He just, just so ashamed. So he immediately took the bird out, handed it to Ellis, and took his back and put that dull one in his bag. And he was just so sad that this beloved man and that he would have done this to him. So he asked him, when people fight, how do they become friends again? And Uncle Ellis said, they do what you have just done for me. Amen.